0: Episode 69 of Ford Games with Variant Hex is all about tips and tricks for Gen Con 2023. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk with Adam about our advice for attending Gen Con next year. The dates for next year's Gen Con will be August 3rd through August 6th of 2023, and at least for next year, it will once again be in Indianapolis. We sure hope you join us, and we've got some tips and tricks to help. Please know that the Pop-Tart sandwiches at the end of the episode should not be considered official recommendations. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to Adam, Aaron, and myself talking about tips and tricks for Gen Con 2023.
1: 2023, I see some things and I don't see some things, and I'd like for the both of you to fill in the things that I don't see, especially when it comes to general conventions or specific conventions. Geneva Conventions. In case of this. Gen Geneva Con. Conventions. Yes.
2: Geneva Conventions in Indianapolis.
1: Aaron, you said you have some things you'd like to change. I'd like to know what that is first, because it sounds like you had a great time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had a great time. And I think I'll generalize and then talk about what that might mean for us. Just have a great plan for how you're going to store the games that you purchase if you plan to purchase a lot of games. For us this year, that meant parking right next to the convention center. I think next year it might mean getting a hotel connected to the convention center via Skywalk. You know, having a place that you can get back to without having to, to drive across town. Um... Yeah, you do see people walking around with big old bags of games, and it seems terribly inconvenient.
0: Well, and see, I think I'm going to have a slightly different take on this because we have some distinct advantages being in Indianapolis. So some of the things you're mentioning are talking maybe more specifically specifically to Adam, who would be able to drive here, or have a car. Versus anyone who might attend. So I would say decide what's important is like my first tip. Oh. Because for us, it was important to not have to, we, we knew we did want to buy games. We knew that buying games was important. So that's also why we would go early and wait at the doors. It's a, just a crowd of casual people playing their uh, Nintendo Switches looking at their phones, whatnot, just kind of hanging out, sitting by the uh, entrance doors every day that eventually around nine 30, that turns into everyone starting to stand and kind of form more of a group. If you know that what's important to you is getting into the hall and getting some kind of exclusives, then you kind of plan your day around that. That means that you would need to be there early. That probably means that you, you don't have to be there super early. Probably nine o'clock is more than fine you wouldn't want to maybe be out super late in the evenings. If you want to get to the convention hall in the morning to be picking things up, you want to be able to arrive there that early. And if you're relying on other transportation or staying really far away from downtown, maybe that would impact it if you were driving in. And if you know you want to buy a lot of things and possibly you want to purchase some very big things, some like maybe there's just a game that you want. That's huge. Thinking about where it's going to go. I've heard there's a place you can check bags I don't know anything about this. I don't know if it really exists or not. Oh, that thief at the entryway, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The guy that takes your stuff. Yeah, sure, him. You should have
2: seen his Gen Con hall photo.
0: You would think that something (laughs) like a, like, there's a room for coat check, like a traditional old-fashioned coat check. I don't know if there's something like that for bag check that you can, like, tag things and and come pick them up later. So I would say deciding what's important, that also does mean hotel. We chose a hotel downtown this time because we thought we'd go full out convention experience, but it was just far enough away. And with us already being local, it wasn't that much more convenient than just driving to and from home. It was like an extra 10 minutes, really, maybe 12. Between getting from the getting to the other side of town some mornings and even some evenings versus just leaving from our house, just leaving from our house. So we thought, oh, that's something that's important to us as being downtown the whole time. And now we kind of see that refined. Where, well, either it's important enough for us to stay close to the convention, or it's not important and we need to just stay home and account for that extra, maybe total, maybe it's a total 20 minutes to add on top and at the end of the day to know how you're going to be spending your time. I would still say parking in Indy is not that expensive. It was $34 to park for 24 hours right across the street from the convention center. So, and it's connected through the skywalks. So you don't even have to go outside except for when you get back to the garage and you can put everything back in your car and lock up your car. And we didn't have any issues with that.
2: You know, in terms of like getting games, I think... For next year, a good tip is to do what Kelly did this year, which is to you know spend a little time with the map, kind of look at what games are coming up, and just map out the things that are super important to you, and like deprioritize the rest. I'll yeah. say getting the things on your list was relatively stress free.
0: It was stress free, and I, I mean, if you either continue listening to back episodes of this podcast or have been listening, we spent a lot of time on air, so to speak, talking about that list. I spent time. With it as well off air, so like, that's another decide what's important. Looking back, I don't regret spending it in that time, but I also realize if you don't enjoy doing that, I like that. I like the discovery part of that. If I you mean, don't enjoy that, then you know you might not decide that's important and not be as prepared to get exactly this, exactly that, and as like well. I think you're forgetting in what you're one like up. really
2: important factor. Is that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're very likely going to listen to Board Games with Variant Hex next year when we do the same
0: thing. I like to make these episodes and break them out so that people, if they want to skip and choose, it's easy to do so. So I think that would be great. And that'd be great if you're listening in 2023 we'll be more prepared for the fact that the list is super long.
2: Right, it kind of snuck up. So,
0: yeah, I can't yeah. imagine there's going to be 12 episodes. I think we'll be moving at a better clip next year. But, yeah, I think in that same way, what I'm saying about time, and this is, like, the other future thing, the other tip is don't overcommit. There's a lot to do. You read my mind. There's a lot to do. And, like, so we were into board games, of course. We weren't trying to do some of the other big events that happened this year, we didn't do card hollow. We didn't do when they like pop the dragon, uh, the balloon dragon. Um, we didn't do the costume contests. Like there are some sort of institutions of Gen Con that we didn't do this time. There's so much going on that kind of goes along with deciding what's important. Even once you've decided what's important, don't overcommit because like the day, like there's a, there's a lot going on. So even if you're like, I'm gonna do this all the time, Maybe maybe plan for the fact that you won't be able to or it'll be like a big drain to actually try to get everything done. Yeah. And I I
2: think uh, in general, like bunch up your activities as much as you can. Like you have the interest you have and things are when they are. Yeah, Um, because that can be hard. But but leave yourself more than more than a couple hours in between stuff occasionally so you can kind of choose what to do. And, you know, maybe that's just hot games room, which we really liked and we have talked a lot about.
0: Yeah, so wait, you're saying that you should put things together or should leave time apart? I think you I should. not tell. Or, think, or maybe you're just I saying think you do bunch, what you want.
2: I think you should bunch things up. I would say have a morning or where you have, you know, an event on the hour every other hour. So you might have an hour in between to, like, get food or walk to it or whatever. And then in the afternoon maybe have nothing programmed or vice versa. Like, give yourself open blocks Free of time, time in between the things that you schedule.
0: See, and I think, well, I think this, I think there, this differs. If you, maybe you don't have any interest in the exhibit hall.
2: Well, I mean, if you don't have any interest in the exhibit hall, like, yuck it up.
0: Yeah, so I think that it's kind of hard to say as far as, like, how you ought to schedule your schedule your day. But I think whatever it is that you, once you've decided what you want to do, look at what that looks like to, to go all out in it and probably scale that back a decent percentage just because it takes time to get from one thing to the next. You can't forget about eating and and drinking and bathroom trips and all that we kind of decided as it went on maybe it's worth walking to an adjoining hotel to go to a bathroom that's 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 one of
2: my tips and tricks
0: jam-packed with people is
2: walk far to less used bathrooms definitely
0: that's you know not everyone probably assumably even cares and if your schedule's super tight you won't allow yourself that
1: Right. on the preparation level I have a tip and trick from yeah. my gen con uh, going days it's a little different than what you guys did and do but as a as a magic enthusiast okay yeah I very much enjoy meeting the artists having them like sign cards draw on the mm-hmm. cards stuff like that um, but again preparations key for that have your stack of cards that you want signed for mm-hmm. each artist going into gen con I mean I remember years ago buying the cards i knew i owned because i didn't prepare and that's a little silly things like that so just map all that out they'll tell you what artists are there get the cards that mean something there. like and i think it's it's cool to meet them cool for them to do something on that i definitely spend a fair amount of time in the artist's row Mm -hmm. and all that stuff i think it would be cool to do with board games as well honestly i didn't do it then but like if you could have them like alter all the cards they did the art for in a game or something can be kind of all oh, right oh, yeah. and a
0: lot of times for board games sometimes often enough it is a team of artists but there's often just one artist or like the same thing with the designer i think it's a good point about the fact that you can meet the people that did the thing like the thing the same thing that you're there to enjoy you can meet the people that either created that or made the art for it or somehow had a hand in forming it Sometimes they're selling a game or work of art at their booth so you can have them sign in or give you something. There's also lots of other content creators and those kind of people. Sometimes it'll be like a guest of honor, something like that. Other people have come in for it as well. So if that's your interest to meet and connect with those people, I think that's a really good tip of if you want them to sign something or have something, um... You know, if you want them to give, like, get their autograph or whatever it may be, to have that plan ready in a way that you don't, you know, and respectfully, you don't take up unnecessary amounts of their time. Yep. Yeah. And that you get to kind of be prepared for that experience so you're not distracted during it. One of the content creators that we spent a little time with, Ruel Gaviola had a notebook that he got, I think, from Ivy Studios. He first was just putting his schedule in it because he was like, East Coast, West Coast, time zones keep getting messed up on all these digital calendars. I'm just going to write it down. And then he decided to do like a yearbook. So we had the people that he met and played games with people who he, he kind of worked virtually with throughout the year, as well as people that are in his streams and participate on his discord. And then just other people that he met were like writing notes and, and, you know, leaving either memories of the convention or telling their favorite game or drawing pictures or what have you. And so then you have this keepsake to look back on what, as you, you know, if you're traveling, as you travel home, you have something to look through. I think he was saying He wasn't going to look at it until he, like, got on a plane, at least. He wasn't going to, like, start thumbing through it. I saw someone else that had, like, a deck of some kind of card game, and it it looked as though, because I was behind them in line as they were meeting somebody that they, you know, somebody that they wanted to get the autograph, get their autograph. They were having them, like, sign something on this deck of cards. So then, after the convention, they have, like, this full deck of cards with all the people that they met. And it was some, I don't remember what oh, card cool. game it was. But something like that, if you think about something that you can know that you can have at hand so you can easily bring out, if you just encounter someone, it's with that many people, it's crazy how you can just bump into people. Um, you would think like 50,000 people, but you'll still maybe bump into the same person a couple times. So having something close at hand so that, you know, if you just happen to be passing them, you can still say, hey, hey, sign this real quick. That would be great. I, you know, whatever the case may be without it being like, hold on, let me dig through this gigantic backpack full of 15 games, and I'm going to, you know, it'd be hard to say, oh, I want to have them sign their games, so I'm going to carry 18 games with me everywhere I go. Like, you might pull out something from all of your favorite games and see if you can get that signed, something like that.
1: Yeah, good call. I have another tip.
0: Please tell us. That's what we're here for.
2: Plan your meals as best you can around non-standard meal times.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that we, like, almost got right and this some people like to do a big dinner like they like to do gin con all day and then the hall closes and they go have like a big nice dinner somewhere because that's popular and because Indianapolis downtown is only so big the restaurants are very crowded if you want to do that kind of thing you should make reservations ahead of time is what I've heard now since we're local I've always felt like why would I bother all of these places are going to be here next week and they aren't going to be crowded because I can just, I can just come back. But if that's the kind of experience you like, you want to go to like a big steakhouse or you want to go to like a big, nice restaurant, really a small of a restaurant that will accept your reservation because there was quite a line outside of Steak and Shake. Just make the reservation if that's the thing you want to do. When the food trucks switch on Georgia Street, it kind of clears out, which means that if you eat at those times when it clears out, you might have a better chance of having a shorter wait. So that's something to consider maybe. And a lot of times when we went out once and the trucks, I think had all just driven away or most of them had just driven away. A lot of people were coming back inside and we were kind of, we felt like we were going against the crowd, but it looked like just nothing was open and you kind of couldn't tell if they were packing up or leaving or what was going on. If we were a little more aware of the schedule, I think we would have known oh, we can just kind of, you know, chill in the shade here for a minute and then be able to walk right up to one of these food trucks instead of trying to kind of go through the hustle and bustle of the crowd.
2: I have another kind of broken record one, which is to assess your fitness level before committing <laughs> to Gen Con workouts
0: well, on I think, Thursday morning. I think there's something, you know, a little assess your mobility level, like you're saying specifically for us and for doing the workout class, because... The two of us don't have any, we can walk around a convention all day without a problem. We can be carrying bags like we are fit enough and um, have the ability to do that without a problem. But if you do have any kind of limitation for your mobility, I think being very familiar, the it is very accessible, the convention center, it is very accessible, but being aware of like what that's going to take and where you need to go and how that may impact traveling from one section to the next I think is important I think there's nothing wrong for us in that kind of more along the lines of your comment you can start an event and you don't you can leave like you don't if you get there and you realize it's not for you because that could be a fitness class that could be some kind of D&D adventure it could be whatever I think that maybe you kind of get wrapped up in what's going on there and you know you should i think it's definitely a place that wants you to feel comfortable the whole crowd and the whole energy of the place is like people living their best life especially some of the cosplayers it feels like man this is just like christmas for you so like you can just tell that they spent you can see from their the outfit that they spent months of work to be able to be here and do this so i think when you put that kind of money and time and everything else into a convention like this, into a trip like this, you know, it does, you don't have to then do everything you committed to. And that's kind of, I say, don't overcommit. You don't have to do everything you committed to just because you said you were going to do it. Like it's okay to change your mind and change course midway and decide like, I thought I wanted to do this, but it turns out not. Now if what you decide that you want to do is a whole bunch of events that could be really hard to get into those late but you can buy general admission tickets and just give those in the right number of them to make the value of whatever event so you can do right. that like the play testing thing you don't have to have a ticket you can just you are served after everyone else with a ticket goes through first so if there's still open spots you can do it so even if you don't feel like i didn't really plan to do these events and everything You can find out about them, still browse the catalog while the event catalog while you're there and probably still find things you can just walk up and do because there's open spots or because somebody like us, maybe someone wanted to get in that second fit fighter class on Friday, uh, the buff barbarian, I think it was. Maybe someone wanted to get into that and there were two open spots because we didn't show up and they may have just like walked up there to see if they could join. Kind of keeping that in mind as far as the events go.
2: If vaccines are still required next year and you get to Indianapolis before Wednesday night,
0: Ooh. get your
2: vaccine ban before Wednesday night.
0: I think as far as the badges, event tickets and those vaccination wristbands, if they're still needed, getting all of that as early as possible or mailed to you, the, if they mail it to you, it's a signature required, which I had to go pick ours up at the post office because we was the one hour that we're not home. We're usually at home. Having that meant you don't have to stand in the will call line, which can be short sometimes, can be long, just depends on when you get in and when everybody else gets in. And if you are local or get here earlier than Wednesday, you could have gone to different locations to get the vaccine wristband done early. When we went, and this is like Wednesday night when everything's kind of starting and people are preparing and whatever, we probably went six or seven Wednesday night by the time we got over there. And that's, we're local. We could have gone so much earlier in the day, but we didn't. And the line got so long that it became a fire hazard and they had to end the line. Then there was a new line of people just standing there who weren't really in any line. They weren't in any line at all because the line didn't exist anymore. And so we went downstairs and we just like mostly confused and couldn't decide, are we still gonna try to do this tonight? Should we just, they said the line was gonna reform soon after it went down. Should we try to go back up? Should we just leave? And then we decided to go back up it was still kind of chaos. It was still hard to tell where the, end of the line was, and we just happened to converge with the front of a group of people who in mass were forming the new line
2: and refused to be told that it was not a line. Well, it was, was kind
0: worse. of like everyone's walking this way because one because there was a guy that said the the line is that way. This line is not a real line. And so a group of people started walking and they with them were bringing hundreds Possibly hundreds of people behind them.
2: Yeah, but the line went all the way around the
0: second floor of the it commission center. It went all center. the way,
2: yes. and then you get into the room where they have it, and they have this like you know the turns, Zig, the, the like zigzagging, zigzagging turn back, back through thing. a room. Maybe thirty lanes back and forth I, through a room.
0: I don't know what event was in wherever the uh, there's a big big there's a big room where the dice tower does their show. At least they have for the last couple of years, and I don't know what was happening in that room at that time but I feel like that's where they should have had what and maybe they were there the whole weekend they wanted to have it there the whole weekend that's a good point that they couldn't have moved it but it's almost like they could have had a temporary Wednesday night special room for it that didn't stay open so it was like you can get in line for that room between these hours and it's like a speed line because they were very fast when you got in there it was clear they were going very fast and that just tells you how many Hundreds, thousands of people they took, were doing every day. It, it,
2: I mean, I think by the time we got to there and walked out, it was over an hour. Yeah. And the person in front of me uh, in line that was not Kelly had a vaccine card that didn't have their birth date on it. And the person was like, you know, I have a birthday on here. And she's like, look, you're going to put that bracelet right, on, on my hour. wrist because I got vaccinated and I've been waiting in line for, you know, hours. It was, yeah. They, yeah. They, they gave her the bracelet.
0: Well, and, you know... I'm sure there's always a mix of this person came from the way all of this has happened the last couple of years. You know, you get vaccinated and you don't know to tell the person to write on the card that it ought to have your birthday. Cause there were kind of no rules about this. So with right. people coming from absolutely everywhere and they're checking IDs, like you had to have, they were like, have your ID and your vaccination proof up ready so that this can go like, you know, as quick as possible. But that just means those people are looking at ID IDs from, Fifty states, probably yeah. a lot of them midwestern and familiar, but certainly or, I mean, not inter- all of them. In-
2: even international identification forms, passports. Right. right. There's a oh, lot. There's a lot going that. on. That's a good point. I want to give myself a tip for next year: be as proactive as Kelly in event planning and schedule a time for yourself to do social deduction games. Because every year uh, I kind of feel like I miss out on
0: that. I didn't. I did not schedule that. I did not schedule that for you. That is correct.
2: Jason always plays two rooms in a boom. I don't think he did that this year, but they did like Giant Catan or something like yeah, that. I know. And I was like, oh, I should do one of those big games. It's not a thing that you're super into. Oh, I
0: tried to do. Well, Giant Catan isn't social deduction, social manipulation.
2: Well, I mean, how are they I tr- trading? I, I'm just kidding. Keep going.
0: Oh, I tried to do those giant games, and the event catalog opens for a week that you can like look at things and put them on a wish list. I didn't even understand that is how it worked last year. And couldn't, didn't know how people got into events. There's a week where you can look it over and put things on your wish list. Then at a certain time, it opens for you to like submit your wish list. So you have to be like online and you submit your wish, wish list. You go then into a queue of everyone who submitted. There were people who said I was sitting next to my partner both on our laptops and the same on the same internet connection, we both hit enter and we were thousands apart in line. like we hit enter at the same time. So how that queue gets made and how much of a i don't know. I don't know anything about that. You put everything that you want on there, and then it gives people a window of time to claim uh, like after you submit, then you have to wait and then you your things that are available get. Uh, get put into your cart, and then you have a window of time to actually check out your cart. And if you don't check out your cart, then your tickets get released back into the pile of whatever. Speaking to what you're saying, I try to get into some of those uh, some of those games, and they just fill they, up. Uh, they filled up before we got it. You know, when it is your turn to start purchasing things, you could kind of be reconciling, okay, what did I get into? What didn't I? What can I still add? Did anything come up available because someone else didn't pick it? So it's a bit chaotic. When you put it in your wish list, you can reserve it for multiple people. Like if you connect it as friends, you can try to put all of your friends and you in the same one and say that you need that many tickets to go in or you don't. That's a pro tip right there. So one person can be buying tickets for
2: other people. All of my tickets said for Aaron, purchased by Kelly.
0: Yeah. So that is really nice. Like I think that's a good part of the system. But otherwise, the event catalog and that is... I think they probably put out, you know, emails about how it works, but I didn't find it especially intuitive. It's not necessarily easy to browse. Um, they have categories, but it really helps to know the exact name of something. So you're not going through thousands of entries in a given catalog. Cause some things I was searching for giant, but it might have like deluxe or it might have a different name. It's not the same things there every year. So yeah, I say all that to say I don't love the event catalog, but if you want to do events that week before it actually opens is essential in understanding what's in there and what might sell out very quickly. Like it's essential to get in there during that week to put things into your wish list. Things still get added, much like the BGG list. Things still get added after that point. So I never went back and looked, though. I did it the one time and I was like. That's done. I've submitted that this is my schedule. I I don't need to know more.
2: I I think, you know, we'll switch from a pre-Gen Con pro tip to a post-Gen Con pro tip. Okay. Which is, and and this is kind of just a life tip when you take a vacation, your work life permitting. you can, yeah. Like take extra vacation days at the end and rest. I know the two days after Gen Con, I went to bed around midnight the night before and woke up at like 9.30 a.m. And, oh, I felt much more refreshed going back,
0: and that's definitely like a privileged thing. Depending on how you have to travel, if you have to travel right. in, because then if you stay for the four days, yeah, and then to travel day. A, you need a travel day on either end. Now we're talking about six days, and then a we had a preparation day before Gen Con, and we're here, so that would be day seven, and then two days after that, eight nine days. Yeah, but it was so,
2: a, like I think it's just five PTO days from work. Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm
0: saying if we also had to travel. Oh, right. right and right, add in right. two more days. From yeah, that. that's true. So I'm saying that one, of course, sure, take days off work if you can, but not everyone can do that. And I also think you don't have to go all four days, depending on what's important to you, depending on what you can do. So maybe it does make more sense for you to not go on Sunday and then be able to kind of – bridge the gap between yes i went and i still need a little bit of time afterwards to recover yeah i think it's so easy you take a big trip or something and then you get sick afterwards right because you're kind of run down and then you go right back into your work week and your immune system is just not quite there yet
2: i feel like i've monopolized the tips what do you got kelly
0: well i was throwing in tips as well but i think what we would be looking for now from adam if he's thinking forward uh, imagining perhaps he'll go to Gen Con 2023. Maybe he now has some thoughts about what he would do, what he wouldn't do. Maybe he has some uh, questions for us about how what we think.
1: So I do have a thought for myself and a thought for other people. I have two thoughts uh, initially here. First off, dressing comfortably. Ooh. A nice, breathable poly blend. Yes. You know, don't.
0: Yes. I think
1: it could be, if you're doing the whole cosplay thing, of course, you are not following yeah, that rule at all. You've That's made okay. Your choices. You are... Not this is, I'm not the person for you on that, Mm -hmm. but I would say I would want to dress very comfortably for a day of walking and sitting and moving and just being around a lot of people and stuff. So I think that would be my first thought. My second thought, and this is more of how I'm wired and how my brain works. I, events like this, and honestly much smaller events than this, I get amped up to a thousand percent (laughs) and I stay at a thousand percent until I just fall over. And (laughs) Uh, Years ago, I I started doing this where you just have to take a minute and just look around you and realize how cool it is, what's going on, Mm -hmm. and to, like, appreciate the existence of this thing. Just for a minute, and I think, for me, it really adds a lot of value doing that, especially as a person that can get so ingrained and deep into what I'm doing and the next thing, and then go to this event, go get this thing, just to pause and breathe and just soak it all in.
2: Yeah, I think... That's excellent tips. and wonderful advice, and I feel like there's a lot of things that that can be for a lot of different people. Um, I think the tai chi you don't have to you don't have to do a oh. program to take the advice, but that was an amazing kind of release for both Kelly and I. Uh, my morning coffee at the Georgia Street Grind is is a way that I do that. Um, and, and honestly, there was a time where I just turned around on the escalator on Sunday and then just looked out at the sea of people and I kind of had a moment. And I think it's really good to kind of like take those moments. And they're like, sometimes like things are stressful. Like you're trying to get the thing, you need to go to the thing, you need to be there by this time and just like realize like this is not meant to be, you know, it's it's not meant to be so stressful. And I think it is, easy as Adam suggests, to get caught up in that. That's super good advice.
0: Well, and getting amped up on the energy that's there because there's just... Like, you know, as you're walking through some of those big spaces, there's just a like clatter, a general clatter of hearing all these conversations and people excitedly talking about things and even unexcitedly talking about things all around you. It's a lot of stimulation. So I think if you, I think maybe you get overstimulated, as Adam was saying, and you feel great about it, but also at some point you're going to fall right over. If you're the kind to get overstimulated and it's like overwhelming and it starts to feel suffocating... One, as busy as things may seem in that main kind of area of the uh, convention hall, just going over to where the um, demo things are, the hall A through E, like off to the side, there's lots of space there. It does not feel crowded over there, even though it's still loud. So if you're just trying to like not be in a mass of people, but not get too far away, you can usually find a table with nobody else at it. Like they have these long cafeteria tables kind of set up end to end. You can find a place there to kind of get away from the crowd. Upstairs on the second floor, there is a quiet room. And that is what it is the whole time through the convention. So if you don't feel like you can go far because you have like another thing you're trying to get to soon, but you just need a break. I didn't go into it this year. I did go into it last year. It's highly recommend if you like need somewhere to just bring down the stimulation level for a bit so that you can hear your own thoughts again and refocus. And Indianapolis is, there's all these massive people around the convention. You don't have to go too far. Like there's still people walking here and there, but you can still find a quiet spot indoors. I recommend the mall. It's pretty empty (laughs) these days. (laughs) So you can, you can find spots as well that are inside, that aren't just like your hotel room or wherever you might be staying. If you're even staying downtown, you can wander a little bit away and find quiet spaces as well, if you kind of need a moment to breathe in and breathe out outside of that energy. Because it is a very, like, electrified energy, which can be exciting. But for some people, that can be very exhausting. As much as you want to be there and doing all the things, that can be really draining. So, yeah, that was an excellent tip.
1: So, my question for you is, you guys uh, brought backpacks, each of you, this year. Is that correct? Was that the right
0: vessel? We had one well packed backpack and it wasn't it was a okay. it was a child's technically a child's Harry Potter backpack from uh, Target it was $15 it had the marauder's map on it i got compliments on it i think it's just the right crowd and we had two like pencil cases that we used to fill with snacks so really the back to school section at Target i'm going to say is your friend because people who are going to school are also trying to pack a bunch of crap and tote it around all day so there's lots of very affordable and useful things there we got a small lunchbox that fit inside the backpack and that's what we put drinks in so we i last time i think we had more bags and stuff it felt like more often this time we had one backpack we would kind of switch it off between the two of us
2: i think that's a tip in and of itself like neither one of us had to carry the bag all the time
0: Yeah, if you're not both both having something. Now, not everybody comes with people. I also think that I I saw at some point, I saw someone that had like a hand truck, and they were like working or running some class or something. But I thought, what's stopping you from just like bringing one of those kind of portable fold-down hand trucks to put your stuff on so that when you have to lug it back to wherever, or if you're just walking around, that you can be rolling it behind you or like a rolling suitcase that the kind that just like you put your hand on and they go in any direction, like not the ones that you have to always roll. Right. They don't have fixed wheels. The ones that have 360 wheels. I don't see why you couldn't have just a rolling suitcase that you can then push. Now that means you're pushing a suitcase, but it's a heck of a lot better than trying to carry all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, having, if you're not buying a bunch of crap, then you don't need to do that anyway. Like if you're not there to purchase, you know, 50 pounds of games, that's not, It won't matter. But, yeah, thinking about your kind of bag and what else you need with you is good. And we really used our car as, like, the bag plus. So a lot of things were kind of anything that was safe to leave in our car, we kind of did that.
2: And I will say, like, in terms of using the car, we parked in the parking garage right across the street from the convention center. we did that last year, too. So essentially we spent... Uh, in, uh one and a half con years uh or six i'm what just thinking, saying cuz with the whole the whole first con and then half of the second con not knowing there was a skywalk to that parking oh, garage
0: that's true so that's if true you,
2: if you park in the really close parking garage
0: and probably quite you, a few of them honestly cuz you don't
2: have to go outside <laughs> yeah or walk up the stairs so much
0: yeah you can ride an escalator up to the level that is your car and not have to be climbing stairs with the bags and stuff, which is not nothing. So, Adam,
1: did you have
2: a question about the backpack in addition
0: to what Kelly already explained?
1: I think more just an understanding of what you guys did. I think the tip about if you are two people going, the trading off the bag yeah. is a good one on that. I also took this as, Aaron, you volunteering to carry my bag if I go next year for part of this in order to fulfill said tip. I mean, you so know, so we'll right. do some sort of triangle sharing. You know
2: I'm pretty agreeable. Like... Like, I mean, I'm probably going to do that. Like,
0: And I would also say the weather can change a lot how you feel about having a bag <laughs> all the time. It was pretty hot this year. I don't think it was quite as hot as consistently last year, but maybe that's just because it's further away. If it were a little cooler, I think having a book bag all the time is not so bad. But when you're getting hot and sweaty and you have that to be carrying around with you, it, it feels heavier. It feels worse.
1: That makes sense, yeah. I was going to ask about the food. We've talked about food a few times here. What would be your go-to snack suggestions for people that maybe don't always stop for lunch or things? Like, what's your top three I should bring these food items with me to get through the day? Protein bars, nuts, bananas.
0: Bananas? Okay,
1: well... I'm allergic to all three of those, Aaron. How dare you?
0: We well, did not have any bananas, and I, I wanted—I was longed for bananas. You could have got bananas. There's grocery stores downtown, so yeah. So you,
1: you say you longed for bananas?
0: I don't know what he says. Now there are there are grocery stores downtown. They aren't super close to the convention, so in that sense of if you feel like you need a fresh fruit or something, you can obtain that like not from a restaurant somewhat easily.
2: Well, and if you have a cooler bag, I think a a snack that is always very fulfilling to me and hits the spot and is very nutritious, uh, but was vetoed from the snack plan this year is a hard-boiled egg.
0: That absolutely was vetoed. And I think it was, I think I specifically said, I don't want to be just walking somewhere with you and you pull a hard-boiled egg out of your pocket, which would inevitably happen. Oh my gosh. I agree. That should
1: be in the Gen Con rules. I'm going to (laughs) petition No, no loose eggs. Nobody
0: needs that. At the con. Nobody needs that. I agree with protein, like you said. I would say, and this is, you know, we all have the digestive health that we have. Making sure you get fiber. Fiber is very important for you and your health. Maybe a fiber bar. You can get uh, now candy that's basically just fiber gummies, but they're candy. I think that's another thing like to be thinking about your food groups because it's pretty easy to just eat. French fries and whatever fried food, and you know, kind of something quick and convenient all the time. So, making sure you're hitting those other categories, I think, could help your, you know, as the con wears on. I think that could help you feeling better if you've had protein and you've had fiber as well, and not you haven't just had all like fatty carbs the whole right. time. Because, you know, we usually packaged snacks are or like salty. It's like processed food. So even protein bars, processed food, but I think trying to get that balance right might do you better than having exactly the right snack. Like having the right, uh, mix of food might maybe is more important. And nuts have would cover that as well. Nuts have protein and fiber and fat in them, which gives you a lot of fuel to work on without making you over full or kind of stuffed because you're, probably going to have walking to do
1: yeah 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 i'm glad we had this talk because my immediate thought was pop tarts and, and teriyaki beef jerky and it doesn't sound like those are going to be in the same group <laughs> honestly the beef jerky is a bad are. option
0: yeah i did have beef jerky i did not have pop tarts i had some candy we took airborne or like an airborne like packets i don't know if they really do anything and that's not technically food stebo's work
1: I don't know, I why know that's singing. the hard part, right? That placebo effect is real. So, yeah.
0: Right. So, uh, I had one that had like it was immunity plus sleep. Aaron had one that was, I think, immunity plus immunity plus immunity. I don't know that it had anything oh my else gosh. in it.
1: Double immunity. He
0: touches a lot of handrails mm-hmm. and it touches his face. So we were taking those every day, which we think even they're not truly making you better, can't hurt to have some more vitamins as well. We had cough drops. I don't think we ended up using them. If you're kind of shouting, if you're playing like a lot of games where you're talking a lot, we weren't necessarily in those kind of activities, but that would be another good thing to maybe have on hand. And if you have cough drops and you're, you know, someone teaching you a game, offering them one, they probably appreciate as well. Cause there's someone who's like talking all day. Yeah. yeah. And then as far mm. as snacks go, we did, um, I'd like to do it for maybe more people in the future, but we got a, uh, I had asked Ruel and he was flying in, you know, if there's anything I can just bring to make your stay easier, something you don't want to fly with, but you really would like to have. And he's like, no, nothing, whatever kind of uh, recommendation on local food, maybe. And so I put together like a box or a bag of snacks. What was just pop in a local popcorn. They like make flavored popcorn and, uh, Albanese gummies and, uh, broad ripple chips so I think when you're traveling anywhere or to Gen Con in Indianapolis, it's nice to, for food, get local things like that that you don't necessarily see other places. I heard lots of stories of people traveling in, like they knew a friend that was in Canada. So they're like, oh, get me that thing and do like a snack exchange, basically. So I think if you know people that are traveling in from different places, that can be really fun because everyone is going to want snacks. It can be kind of fun to do stuff like that. So you're trying things from around uh, from like around the country or around the world.
1: Yeah, that's real good. It is super fun to get the local flair.
0: Yeah, yeah. Instead of not nothing against the pop tarts that you plant.
1: Oh, don't worry, they'll be there. Okay. Like okay. you know, it's not. I mean, it's not advisable, but like I'm not eating. Like I'm not eating those together. <laughs> like I'm not making a sandwich with beef jerky in the middle and pop tarts.
0: Wow, that mm. is a very certain Now, breakfast. If
2: I was gonna make a pop tart sandwich, it probably would yeah. be strawberry pop tarts with a peanut butter.
0: If I was going to make a Pop-Tart sandwich, I think I would go for, like, a dessert Pop-Tart sandwich. And I think I'd have to do, like, some more Pop-Tarts and a caramel sauce and, like, a... Uh,
2: and Fluffernutter?
0: Well, the, is that the spreadable marshmallow? Yeah. Maybe i go for something like that and, like, I don't know, some nuts? So it would be, like, oh. a Snicker, like, kind of like a Snickers-S'mores oh. extravaganza. You know, my
2: idea was fine. But you're living right.
0: I, tr- I actually, I'm living right because I am not doing that. <laughs> I'm not eating that. Oh, the diabetes would come so fast. Oh man.
1: Could you imagine that sugar crash mid-game? Like at some point, <laughs> just.
0: I feel like maybe. Plan...
1: What happened to her?
0: She's just sleeping. Come yeah, on. I think. Did you see her sandwich? I, I have, <laughs> I have a
1: tip that that
2: is sort of. It's not a tip for Adam because it's it's an inevitable thing. Like Adam, I don't know that you could go to the con and not follow the tip I'm about to give. But um, to the level you're comfortable with, talk to people you don't know because people are oh. so friendly. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a very refreshing crowd. And, you know, if that's something that gives you a little anxiety, not a lot. If it gives you a lot of anxiety, don't do it. But, it, like, meet some people. It's pretty fun.
0: I think if you're already coming to Gen Con, I'm very much an introvert. And what I noticed about the crowd before I even went is they don't feel... So last year, there was a Colts game during Gen Con because it was later in the year. And on Sunday, like, all of these Colts fans were kind of traipsing through. And they turned Georgia Street on Sunday into more of a tailgate that I did not care for. And I was like, oh, this crowd is different than the Gen Con crowd. So I think that might ease some people's anxiety about that if that's something you experience i feel like as someone who is introverted has social anxiety this crowd doesn't make me feel the same way that a general or like sports crowd does and it's also well known around indianapolis among like the restaurants there that the gen con group is the best group that comes through town so even people with no stake in this also agree that These are their favorite people to come through. I think they are like the most polite, the most generous, the most courteous of, because a lot of conventions come through Indianapolis. So we get a lot of travelers in. This group as a whole has a very good energy. So if you're someone who is on the fence about something like that and the idea of this in general, know that they've been objectively rated by the city as one of the better collections of humans that, that exists. Thank you so much for listening to episode 69. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We had a great time at Gen Con. I would have liked to get these episodes out faster, but the inevitable post-vacation reality greeted me upon return, and it took a while to get everything caught up. And it's nice to linger on the experience a bit instead of just letting it fade as soon as it's over. The next episode will be Adam, Aaron, and I talking about our games of the month for August 2022. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 68 more episodes headed your way. The next one being a recap of the exhibit hall of GenCon Con 2022. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.